EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie, and they're now offering a free $20 bet with the promo code SGP20. That's MyBookie.ig, promo code SGP20 to get a free $20 bet with your first deposit. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP, sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Sean Green. I know that guy. Pre-order Sean Green's latest album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. That's $3.99. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we absolutely smashed the Champions League and the Europa League. Had a massive 10-4 and day yesterday. Landed three out of three locks across those three shows. If you want to get signed up in time for next week, sign up now. November the 1st is the ideal time to do it because you don't get billed for the previous month, but you will miss out on the next week of Champions League action. And if it is as good as last week, you'll have no issues signing up and paying for a full month. You don't have to get the top $125 package. The $15 package gets you the podcast and the $60 package gets you the soccer picks. And we are in red hot form at the moment. So it's a good time to sign up. As I said, 100% on my locks across the Champions League and the Europa League. And that's not different for us to do that for the Europa League. Last season, we were 12 and 2 with our locks and we were 14 and 2 the season before. And every podcast is profitable because we use the format of the European show where we look at all of the fixtures and we narrow it down to six to ten. Speaking of the European show, that will be the only place where you'll be able to hear me talking about this weekend's El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid. So if you want to get the European show, sign up for lockbetting.com. As I said, European show package is just $10. But if you want all podcasts across the board, it's $15 for the Europa League shows and the Champions League shows and the European shows and all other podcasts, even like WWE, Hell in a Cell, you'll get for that price as well. Speaking of additional podcasts, here on SGP Soccer on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. This is your EPL show. That's Bundesliga show is to come. You'll have a fight show as well, but that'll be over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network on Twitter. That's where we'll be covering UFC Type 254. And then next week, we'll be back with our Champions League show where we break down a selection of the Champions League games. I think the games we did on there were very good as well. They went very well for us. So really, really good week. Great time to sign up at lockbetting.com. But let's crack on with the EPL games. Let's begin with this Friday game here between Aston Villa and Leeds. Of course, everybody knows Aston Villa have made a flying start to the Premier League season. Four wins out of four, including a 7-2 win over Liverpool. If they win here on Friday night, they'll be top of the table. They're 21-20 to do so. It's 11-4 to draw and it's 9-4 on Leeds. 
For me, this is a little bit short on this Aston Villa team. I do expect them to win this game because Leeds are off short rest. In addition to that, we've seen some holes in the Leeds game as of late. We've seen a way to beat them, which Wolves showed you um, on Monday night. Obviously, Leeds' scoring has been reduced as well. So teams are sitting back here against Leeds and trying to hit them on the counter-attack. And Aston Villa have shown that they are more than capable of doing that. They did it against Liverpool seven times. So if you look at the data here, it's actually leaning towards the under, although I'm sure because this is a Friday night game, it's going to be on by itself and it features leads. Everybody's in the mindset to go over. The over 2.5 years at 8 to 13 and the under is available at 13 to 10. But if you scale it back and be a little bit more conservative, you can get over 3 at 10 to 11 and under 3 at 10 to 11 on the Asian line. I like the under and here's why. Six of Aston Villa's last eight Premier League games have featured fewer than three goals. Each of Leeds' last three league matches have featured fewer than three goals. Under 2.5 has landed in seven of the last eight meetings between these two sides, which isn't that relevant because it happened in different leagues. And three of the last five meetings between these two teams have finished 1-1 again, which isn't relevant because it happened in previous leagues. But the recent under trends is a relevant thing because Aston Villa are defending well at the moment. And I think they'll be able to defend against Leeds and they'll be looking to counter. But off the back of what happened to Leeds on Monday where Wolves could have beaten them more comfortably than they did on the counter-attack and even had a goal disallowed by VAR. Um, Possibly they'll be hanging back a little bit more and being a little bit more sensible defensively. So I just don't see four goals here. There may be three. You may push this selection. But at the price, 10 to 11, I like the under here for this one. Up next, we move on to Saturday's game. We start with a game that is certainly... Do not expect to go under here. It's West Ham versus Man City, where West Ham are at 6-1, 17-4 to draw, and it's 2-5 on Manchester City. West Ham, of course, killed our lock last week, but they had absolutely no business doing that, and you had no business losing any money on that lock. Let me let you know what the hedge prices were for that outcome. At 3-0, West Ham were 500-1 to to get the draw. Now, obviously, you can be forgiven for not thinking anything can happen at that point and not taking any kind of hedge on it there. As soon as West Ham scored, that line moved from 500-1 to to 66-1 to on the draw. Then West Ham scored again. And at this point, I hedged, especially after Gareth Bale went clean through and didn't make it 4-2. I had a feeling it was going to happen. I hedged out at 16-1. to So I had £10 on at 16 to 1 and ended up winning 170 so I was in for 110 and I ended up getting 170 from that equalizer in addition to that I actually already cashed my money line bet because I bet with bet 365 and they pay out when any team are two goals up so it wasn't really a hedge for me but it should have been a hedge for you especially at 16 to 1 especially when Tottenham had controlled that entire game and suddenly they're being pegged back by West Ham. Suddenly, every time West Ham are near the Tottenham goal, it's going in the back of the net. Suddenly, Gareth Bale goes clean through in a position that he's finished the ball for years and years and he misses. You guys need to believe in jinxes. You guys need to believe in writing on the wall. You guys need to believe in hedging. So nobody had any business losing that lock last week and uh, you guys should have hedged out at that point. But moving on, to this game, as I said, Manchester City four uh, two to five, sorry, to win this game, and I said that this heavily leans towards the over for me, and uh, the data supports that completely. 
West Ham's Premier League games are averaging 3.6 goals per 90 minutes this season. Man City have scored 13 times combined in the last three visits to West Ham. They love playing against West Ham. Both teams have scored in three or four of Manchester City's Premier League matches this season. And Man City have beaten West Ham in each of the club's last 11 meetings in all competitions. This has to be a play on City. There's actually value at 2-5, to five, but it's definite value if you add the over 2.5 together. So Manchester City... And over 2.5 goals here at 10 to 11 has to be the play and it will be the play for this game on Saturday morning. Up next, we look at Fulham versus Crystal Palace, where for some reason, the bookies have installed Fulham as the 17 to 10 favourites to win this game. I don't know what they've seen. Crystal Palace are a very good away team, yet um, you're getting Fulham here as the favourites. Crystal Palace are available at 7 to 4. And the draw is available at 11 to 5. Obviously, when you have prices like that, you're going to get a good price here on the draw no bet market where Crystal Palace are available at 10 to 11 and Fulham are available at 10 to 11. So it's a pick and pick them game. I'm just going to go with Crystal Palace till I see anything different. I'm going to go against Fulham till I see anything different is what I mean. Um, yes, they got a point here against Sheffield United last week, but the jury is out on what kind of team Sheffield United are this season because they look like they may be the team that they should have been last season. They are really struggling. So I don't know how significant that point is. I think Crystal Palace are the much better team here. There's also a lot of data here that supports the under and that could potentially be a better play because if this does play out to be a draw, as the odds suggest that it's a very, very even contest, despite the fact that I don't think it is. Maybe the under could cash for you. That's available at four to six. There's value there when you consider Fulham have failed to score in three of the last four competitive matches. Crystal Palace scored just one goal from open play in the last three Premier League games. Fulham are yet to score a Premier League goal at home this season. And four of Palace's last six wins have actually finished 1-0 to Palace. So there's value here for me for Crystal Palace to win this game 1-0 at 8-1. There's value here for Palace on the pick at 10-11. But I like the under also here at 4-6. And looking at the data, that is probably the best play. So under 2.5 goals in this one. But... I also like Crystal Palace as a pick because I'm going to take any team against Fulham until I see something considerably different from this team who look like they're currently heading towards a record low Premier League points total. Up next, we have the game of the week. It's Manchester United hosting Chelsea, where Man United are the 6-4 favourites. It's 13-5 the draw and it's 7-4 here on Chelsea. Such a difficult game to cap. And when you look at the form, you probably won't think it is because Man United have had a really good result against Newcastle where they dominated them and they're coming back from a win away to Paris Saint-Germain. Chelsea don't look good. They let a two-goal slip against Southampton. They were 3-2 up going into injury time and they conceded again. They had a very weird game against Sevilla midweek. So all I can explain it as a nil-nil between Chelsea and Sevilla was not on the cards for anybody. So you would think Man United win this game. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's run as Manu, Manu manager has been full of ups and downs. Just like just when we think we're on the recovery, we end up having a poor result. And this could be a poor result. And Chelsea need a good result here. So it's very much a battle between two teams who are expected to do better this season coming up against each other here at Old Trafford this weekend. The data obviously indicates an over here, and uh, that's not a surprise to anyone. But the way Man United defended in midweek against 
Paris Saint-Germain, not even that certain. Plus, they have Harry Maguire coming back into the team. And you can actually debate whether Man United should or shouldn't bring Maguire back, seeing as that was their best defensive performance of the season. The only goal they conceded was a freak own goal by Martial. But Man United have seen three or more goals in all seven of their competitive games this season. Four of Chelsea's five Premier League games have featured three or more goals. Chelsea have drawn four of the last five competitive matches, so there's value on the draw. And the interesting stat I just pulled up for the cynical people Bruno Fernandes has scored in each of his last four appearances from Man United. Only three of those have been penalties, but he has had a penalty in every game. Man United have had penalties in four of the last four. He just happened to miss one last week against Newcastle and scored one against uh, scored one from open play. So he scored three penalties in his last four, but Man United have a penalty in all of those games and Fernandes has scored in all four. So interesting data there to take Fernandes to score any time in this game, which is available at 23-10. to 10. The over on this one is at four to six. Adding the over and both teams to score together combined is at evens. I think that would be the way I go. Although Man United have a clear route to victory and they have the better form, the route to victory would be doing what you did on Tuesday against Paris Saint-Germain because Chelsea plays similarly. Chelsea are going to rely on their key players to get the ball and do damage. But Man United, Mark, Di Maria, Neymar and Mbappe completely out of the game. They were non-influential. And if they do the same to Werner, Havertz and Pulisic here on Saturday. They should win this game if they can keep the big guns quiet the way they didn't keep Son and Kane quiet, but they did keep Mbappe, Di Maria and Neymar quiet. Then there is a key route to victory because Man United can get their business done at the other end and they can exploit a very, very poor Chelsea defence. But I'm going to go with the safest bet here of both teams to score and the over 2.5 at evens and hope that Man United come through and make it three wins out of three on Saturday. Up next, you have Liverpool versus Sheffield United, where Liverpool are the one to four favourites. It's twenty-one to four the draw, and it's eleven to one here on Sheffield United. This has to be the biggest get-right game for a team that is going to be all season, because I think Liverpool are going to absolutely annihilate this team here on Saturday. Sheffield United look poor. And um, they have big, big problems and they could be in a relegation battle this season. They should have beaten Fulham at home. They don't look like they're capable of scoring a goal. Liverpool kept a clean sheet in midweek against Ajax. And it wouldn't surprise me if they kept one here. This is the biggest price you're going to get on Liverpool to keep a clean sheet at home against the team in the bottom half of the table. And for me, that represents some serious value because obviously the injury of Van Dijk has moved it. But you have to counter the fact that you've got line movement for Van Dijk not playing in this game. And you're getting to bet against one of the worst attacks in the Premier League scoring a goal here. Liverpool to win to nil here is available at 13-10. to 10. If you're not confident taking this defence, then take Liverpool minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line. That's available at 4-5. to five. But I think both bets cash. I'm going to be more on the side of the clean sheet here because I'm getting that at plus money. Um, this is the worst attack in the Premier League. They are really struggling to put the ball in the net. Yes, Van Dijk's missing, but we saw Liverpool come together and play well defensively against Ajax, who are a much better team here than Sheffield United. I think their concentration levels will be higher. The only concern I have is Adrian in goal, and that is a concern to be aware of because he can make a mistake at any time. He also doesn't like coming out and collecting crosses, which will be Sheffield United's best route to a goal. So... 
it probably is best to play it safe if you want to make sure that you lock up some guaranteed money and take Liverpool minus 1.5 here. But I do think that they will get the clean sheet. I'm going to have a little sprinkle on Liverpool to nil. But my main bet here, because I'm here to give out winners that I really believe in, and I just don't see Sheffield United losing this game by less than a goal. So Liverpool minus 1.5 here, which is available at 4-5. to five. Don't forget, guys, it is winning season at my bookie. Winning season means the NFL is back in full swing and it's your chance to win big with mybookie.ag. Join now, use our promo code SGP20 and you can grab a free $20 wager with your first deposit to bet on anything in the sports book. And it begins today exclusively at mybookie.ag. Also, let me take this second on my show to plug my friend Sean, who's got his new comedy album coming out. You can pre-order Sean Green's new comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. So go and support Sean. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. If you pre-order by the 26th of October and send a screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's our email, podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. One winner will get $100 cash, an SGP hoodie, and a chance to give out their lock, dog, and tees on the air. So once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. We're also brought to you on this show by Thrive Fantasy. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive a free instant match up to $50 with your first deposit. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or the Play Store by visiting their website. That's www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and don't forget the promo code SGP. And of course, we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. They're the leader in paperhead providers. If you want to start your own sportsbook but don't know how, Ace is the place to go to start your own sportsbook. They're offering six weeks free if you head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceped.com slash SGP. Let's move on with the games here on Sunday. And we begin with Southampton versus Everton, where Everton are the narrow 6-4 favourites here. It's 17-10 on Southampton and it's 12-5 on the draw. Good chance here to take Southampton as a pick here in this game. Southampton aren't notoriously good at home, but I think they'll get up for this game because Everton are sitting top of the table. Although coming into this game, Aston Villa could be sitting top of the Premier League table if they win their game on Friday. Southampton are available even money as a pick. And why am I leaning on Southampton? Well, because Everton are due a letdown. They're a letdown club. They always let down their supporters and I can see them being due a letdown here. They're also missing key players. Richarlison got the red card last week and Hamish Rodriguez misses misses this game. They are two of the key players that have influenced Everton's plight up the table. Of course, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is very important and he wills to be playing and I expect him to score in this game. I expect there to be goals in this game and obviously for there to be goals in this game, there's obviously going to be supporting data because these two teams have been involved in some very exciting games this season. Both teams to score is available at four to seven here. The over is available at four to five. I like both. I don't think Southampton are going to be phased playing here against this Everton team. I think they are ready to come up and beat a good side after last week going toe-to-toe with Chelsea. They'll take confidence from that and I think they'll be able to get the win here. So I'm taking an underdog pick here. I'm taking Southampton on the pick and market, which pushes if it's a draw at even money to hand Everton their first defeat of the season on Sunday with Everton missing several key players. Up next, we look at Wolves versus Newcastle, where Wolves are the three to four favourites. It's five to two to draw and it's four to one on Newcastle. This one's easy for me and sometimes 
you shouldn't take data from week to week. You shouldn't look at last week's result and let it influence this week's result. But Newcastle looked bad against Manchester United and Wolves looked very, very good on Monday. That was a get-right game for Wolves. I know it was a 1-0 win at Leeds, but it should have been more, as I spoke about earlier. They did have a goal chalked off by VAR, but they just looked very good and very well organised. I think they were able to shut Newcastle down in this game. I think there's very, very good value on Wolves at that price. Obviously, Newcastle have had some decent results this season. They have played well away from home as well, but I just think this is the right time to play them. I think this Wolves team are getting right. Obviously, last season... Wolves had to play on Thursdays and Sundays because of the Europa League. And in the end, that ended up costing them a higher spot in the league because the tiredness began to show. But they're having proper rests at the moment. And I think they'll be able to take advantage of that. This is a good team and they are a better team than Newcastle. And they're at home here and we're only having to lay them at three to four. So I'm going to take Wolves here straight up on the money line to beat this Newcastle team. And I'm going to do what I shouldn't do and take it on the basis of what I saw from these two teams last week. Up next, you have Arsenal versus Leicester, where Arsenal are available at 10 to 11. It's 11 to 4 to draw, and it's 14 to 5 on Leicester. This is a difficult one here for me because I'm going to do what I don't normally do. I record these podcasts early. Obviously, I can't record them and put a different show out every morning. But if I could, I would be waiting here on the news for of Jamie Vardy because Arsenal always notoriously struggle with Jamie Vardy. And that will make my pick different. At the moment, I would expect Arsenal to win this game. They've had some difficult fixtures that they've lost. They've lost to Liverpool and Manchester City. That could be expected. Otherwise, Arsenal have looked fine this season. Leicester have stumbled in their last two games at home but had a little bit of a bounce back in midweek in Europe if Jamie Vardy comes into the team that's going to change things I think Leicester are ready to give Arsenal a difficult game and I would take Leicester here on the double chance if he plays or Arsenal on the money line if he doesn't so it's going to be as simple as that it's going to be a wait and see situation for this game which takes place on Sunday night at 7.15. Up next, you have Brighton versus West Brom, where Brighton are available at four to five. It's fourteen to five to draw, and it's eighteen to five on West Brom. Definitive pattern of play in this one is going to be Brighton having a lot of the ball and West Ham trying to hit them on the counter attack and set pieces. It's a very good compliment to Brighton that they have become this sort of team because we wouldn't have been talking about them in this light a few years ago. Although it's not the way they should always play and they should probably play more conservatively against top teams and try and grind out draws and get men behind the ball. That's just not their style. So that's why I often take everybody in the top six to win at Brighton. But West Brom are not that team. So in this situation, whereas this would have been a nailed on under, and it still could be, there still might not be three goals in this one, but this would have been a nailed on under and it would have been around about minus 200 a couple of years ago. That isn't necessarily the case here at the moment. When you're looking at the over underlines here, it's over for... 10 to 11 and under for 10 to 11. And I don't really want to take an under here in the Brighton game at the moment just because they've become such a potent attacking team. And I think in this situation, I think when you're looking at wave and wave of attack and Brighton dominating the ball, I think this West Brom team here aren't going to be able to stop Brighton picking up an easy win. So 
I like Brighton here at the price. I like Brighton here at four to five on Monday. I think they're the better team. I think this is going to have a very definitive pattern of play. I don't think West Brom are going to be able to stop them scoring. I think West Brom are far better off approaching this the same way as they approached the Everton game. West Brom, even though they lost that game 5-2, and it's weird to use that as, as an example, that they looked very good in that game. I looked at that game and thought, this is a team that could potentially stay up. I can see teams in this league, when West Brom decide to play their football, there are teams in this league who are worse than them, namely Sheffield United and Fulham, two teams who I expect to go down. And I expect West Brom to go down with them because from week to week, the, we see different versions of this West Brom team. But the version that we saw against Everton, they moved the ball around well. And for 20 minutes, they were bang on top of that game against an Everton team that we know are good. So that's a version of West Brom I want to see. And this could break out into a very, very decent attacking football match. But even if that ends up happening, I still think Brighton have better weapons. I think Brighton win this however it breaks out, whether it be West Brom sitting in and trying to uh, soak up the pressure and hit Brighton on the break, or whether it breaks out into an attack versus attack game. I think this is the type of game that Brighton win at home here, and I like the price at 4-5 to five on Monday. The final game we're going to look at here is Burnley versus Tottenham, where Burnley are available at 9-2. to two. It's 3-1 to one on the draw, and it's 4-6 to six on Tottenham. Solid value on this Tottenham team here. Tottenham should certainly have four more points than they do at the moment. If we look at their results and look at the fact they've not won a home game in the Premier League so far this season, they were robbed against Newcastle in the penalty that never was. And we all know what happened last week against West Ham. This team have um, two wins from five, two draws and a win. But they should have four wins in a row and only that one defeat against Everton. And that would put them in a completely different position in the league. If Tottenham had an extra four points, they'd be sitting second going into this game, just tucked in behind Everton with a point. And that's really the type of team that Tottenham are. They are very, very solid going forward. They have Bale, Mora, Son, Harry Kane. They carry such a goal threat up top. And defensively, they should be more solid. I think as the season goes on, this team are going to get better. Obviously, in the last game, they're missing Dyer, who's become a key defender. I like Regulon at right back. They've got good comp- uh, left back. Sorry, they've got good competition at right back with Aurier and Doherty competing for the spot. Solid goalkeeper in Loris. Solid midfield. They've got the holding midfielders there with uh, Ndombele and Hoiberg. You get attacking threat and creativity from Lo Celso. Deli Ali can't even make it into this team. This is a good, good Tottenham team coming up here against the Burnley team who have started the season very, very poorly. They've only got one point from the first four games. They've only scored three times in those four matches. They've conceded eight times in those four matches, so they're averaging two goals a game. And they're coming up against a Tottenham team that score on average three goals a game here in the league. They've scored 15 goals in their first five games. Obviously, six of those came against Man United, five against Southampton. But we see the threat. Son, Kane, add Bale to the equation. This is a dangerous team, and this is a dangerous game for Burnley on Monday. I can only see one winner here, and I love Tottenham at the price here at four to six. Closing out with the lock on the show. Lots of stuff I like here on the show. I really want to bounce back from last week, so I am going to go with a double lock here. I'm going to go with Liverpool minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line at four to five. 
This Sheffield United team are a massive fade for me and I just don't see any situation where Liverpool don't win this game comfortably. In the game against Ajax, we saw Firmino, Mane and Salah all taken off. All three are going to start. All three are going to come at this Sheffield United team. I think all of them could possibly get on the score. Well, I never think Firmino is going to score. I don't understand how he continues to maintain his place. So I understand Liverpool supporters will make an argument that he does a lot of work off the ball and creates the spaces for, for Mane and Salah. But at some point, if you're the number nine at Liverpool, you need to be scoring more goals. But I think the other two do light up Sheffield United here. I think defensively, I'm not too worried against one of the worst attacking teams in the Premier League. I think Gomez is a competent defender. And I think Fabinho is a competent defender. I don't think Fabinho is a massive downgrade on Van Dijk. This is a similar player to Van Dijk. This is a big built player who can play at the back, who likes to carry the ball out and is a good footballer. I think Fabinho can play in any position. He's that talented. I think he's a great defensive midfielder, but I also think he's a really solid centre-back. And for me, the big downgrade comes in goal. The goalkeeper is what I'm more worried about. I'm not worried about the loss of Van Dijk, especially in a situation like this, because Liverpool have a better defence than Sheffield United. Let's let's be honest about it. If you take Van Dijk out of the defence, who has the better defence in his team? Look at Liverpool's defence. Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, Fabinho coming in, who's very competent, and Joe Gomez. You just have that goalkeeping problem that they need to address. But I think even if they do concede, there's no problem here with Liverpool scoring three or four. And Sheffield United aren't going to score more than once. And it's going to come from an either an error or it's going to come from Liverpool not marking properly from a corner because Adrian doesn't like to come out and collect crosses. And that's Sheffield United's best route to a goal. So... Lots of reasons here to take it. That's why I'm taking it. The other lock here is going to be on Monday and it's going to be on Tottenham. Tottenham bit me last week. They bit you guys as well. They owe us here. This is a very good spot for them. They're far better than this Burnley team. They're going to have too much talent. This Burnley team aren't the well-organised and well-drilled team that they've been previously. Sean Dyche has got so much out of so little on the years. I mean, that should be on his gravestone so much from so little when he passes away because he's done so well keeping this Burnley team in the Premier League and keeping them very safe. They've not been in too many relegation battles. They've been comfortably safe most seasons. I don't think that's going to be the case this season. They've started looking, they've started very badly. They don't look great. They've only scored three times. They've conceded eight goals. They're averaging two goals a game and they're coming up against one of the best attacks in the Premier League. Son, Bale, Harry Kane. I think you should get as many these players into your fantasy team as you possibly can. Same goes for the Liverpool players. Same goes for the Manchester City players as well because they're coming up against West Ham. There was there was consideration for something from that game to be a lock, but I like loads of stuff here. So if you want to get all of my official picks, head over to lockbetting.com. But the locks on this show is going to be Liverpool minus 1.5, at four to five and Tottenham simply on the money line on Monday at four to six to beat this very poor looking Burnley team. That's it for this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out Dust Bundesliga show and next week you'll get your Champions League show as well. Also head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can follow them at the SGP network on Twitter and that's where you're going to get my fight show breaking down UFC 254 Gaethje versus Khabib Namagamadov. What way is that one going to go? You'll hear my thoughts over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Also, don't forget to check out lockbetting.com, get the European show, and you'll get my preview of El Clasico, Barcelona versus Real Madrid, which is going down this weekend. That's it for me, this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening.